We recently received another five-star review that I just couldn't wait to share with each and every one of you. It is from Third Phase, and it says, After discovering my husband's cheating, I had been dealing with anxiety and insomnia. I started listening to Lisa's calming voice daily at night, and it's been helping me better than sleeping pills. Thank you. <laughs> Beautiful. I want to thank you for that wonderful five-star review. It keeps us out in the airwaves, helping women and couples find us so that they can also tap into the podcast and really kick into some hope and healing from their own betrayal. So thank you so much for your reviews. And if this has helped you, please, by all means, go below right past the show notes and leave us a five-star review. How about kind of tell us how this has helped you. It really, really benefits those who are listening and it blesses my heart tremendously. And if you're wondering, you know, it's great with the podcast, what it would be like to actually either work with me or be a part of a coaching program or even have some of my courses. Well, just a few weeks ago, we just launch the Beauty Beyond Betrayal podcast. It's beautybeyondbetrayal.org, beautybeyondbetrayal.org. You can head on over there to the resource page and in it, you can find information regarding the one-on-one coaching program that I offer as well as the online courses that are on sale this month. We have Devastated to Determined, which is a little mini six-week course that you get dripped to you. It helps you with the early stages of betrayal trauma, or if you've been stuck in it for quite a while and you're just not able to move forward, there are some things that you really need to know that can kind of facilitate you to move forward from that quicksand of the devastation of betrayal and get you determined to kick into your healing journey. And that can catapult you either into our new group coaching program that'll be launching in January of 2024, or you can actually book a 20-minute free consult with me and we can decide whether coaching is right for you. We'll find out where you are in your journey, what you would like to have happen for you, and we will devise a personalized plan for you and see if coaching would help you to recover from the trail. So go to beautybeyondbetrayal.org, our resource page, check it out. Grab your, uh, grab the online programs right now that are available. They're $27. We have that one and how to thrive through the holidays after betrayal. That workshop has always been a big hit. And again, both of those are normally $297. They're only $27 this month. So grab them while you can get them at that 90% discount. Below in the show notes, the links are there as well. Now, we've got a great, great, great show in store for you today. So stay tuned. Hey, beautiful. Welcome to Beauty Beyond Betrayal. Have you discovered your husband's been having an affair? Do you just want the pain to stop and be able to take a deep breath again? Do you find yourself up late at night Googling how to save your marriage, heal from an affair? Do you wake up with the hope that this nightmare would end only to feel crushed and humiliated because your husband acts like the affair was really your fault and now you're left obsessing with where he is and if he's seeing her again? Hey, I'm Lisa. I too was devastated when I discovered my husband was having an affair. 
I too felt the pain would never end and wished he would just stop the affair and we could restore our marriage. I wanted the weight of the trauma to be lifted so I could breathe again and be able to have someone, anyone help me climb out of the dark miry pit of despair so I could begin to heal and be confident in me again. But I kept telling myself, he won't stop seeing her, must have been my fault and this pain, it'll never go away until I found hope and healing in Christ, along with simple techniques that helped me to learn how to recover from the betrayal. In this podcast, you'll discover what betrayal trauma really is, learn simple techniques to heal and recover, and get biblical guidance to help you make the right choices as you heal from the affair so you can be free from the heartbreak and the pain and rise in confidence once again to be the woman God created you to be. So beautiful, grab your favorite latte or a glass of wine, snuggle up on the couch and focus on yourself for a few minutes. Let's dive into what it really means to rise up from the ashes of betrayal and loss into a life that you really desire. Beautiful, I know that the holidays can be excruciating when you've experienced the loss due to betrayal. Between the movies that are playing all over the place with all the Christmas vibes, you have Hallmark blaring everywhere, Hollywood betrays everyone falling in love during the winter holidays. Well, it can leave you feeling extremely depressed because your life doesn't look like that right now. And beautiful, I know what it's like to grieve through the holidays. I lost both of my parents in 2017, and that first holiday season, well, it was really tough. And then, fast forward to 2020, when I was living in my apartment all alone, and now I was facing the holiday season very differently. My husband wasn't there, and I'm an empty nester. I have my children are grown. They have their own families. So my life looked very, very different, and I was grieving. I felt all of the emotions. They run gamuts around me. One moment I was angry, one moment I was sad, one moment I was, you know, over the top wanting to work myself to death. The next one I just wanted to close myself in a closet and not come out. I was all over the place. And I know what it's like for you when you are in that kind of emotional roller coaster. Grieving and loss, well, they are tough in and of themselves, but when it's due to betrayal from someone that you love so dearly, and especially grieving during the holidays, well, it can be even more detrimental to your emotional and mental health. So today, I want to do a short little podcast for you that can give you some practical tips to really help you go through the holiday season while you are experiencing grief so that you can also experience little glimmers of joy. And yes, you can experience both at the same time. And I learned that through my own lost experiences. I experienced great moments of joy and happiness that first year after my parents passed away. But I also, in the midst of it, had sadness as well. Sadness and joy can coexist. So I want to help you with this this year so that you can really um, not push the sadness aside and not deny it, but embrace the joyful moments so that you can experience both 
and actually heal in the midst of the holiday season. Now, I remember when I was going through this, we were faced with, how are we going to do the holiday season? And I had to make some plans. I had to sit down and really do some assessments and decide, was I going to be like the ostrich and put my head in the sand? Or was I going to redeem my holidays? Was I going to take them back and just, you know, make my own traditions, really enjoy them for what I could, even in the midst of being sad? And through that, I came up with some practical tips that I want to give you here. So write them down use them during the holidays, and I pray they really help you. The first one is be prepared. Beautiful, you're going to be ambushed by emotions. I mean, they can come out of nowhere at any time, and it is wise for you to prepare beforehand. So what you can do is not wait until that Christmas morning, Um, New Year's Eve to determine a plan of how you're going to deal with the emotions when they arise. Determine your plan now. Sit down and write out some different scenarios. Take your trusty pen and your notebook. I'm all about the old-fashioned way. And write out some different scenarios that you might experience this holiday season. Some of the sad moments you might have because of some of the memories that you have. Some of the things that you remember that are joyful, but this year they're very painful. Write all of that out and then decide how are you going to approach these things this year. Now you noticed I said approach, not react. Very different. So if you have a plan of how you're going to approach the emotions when they try to ambush you and have that plan in place beforehand, you're more likely to come through them in a better way. The second one is you need to accept the fact that this time of year is going to be difficult. You're grieving a loss. You're grieving your marriage. Uh, You're grieving your past, your future, what you thought it would be. You're grieving quite a few things. And so acceptance is huge when we are seeking to be healed from betrayal, from the trauma that it brings in our life. Remember that it's a season that you're going through and you will get through it. Don't feel guilty if your goal for this holiday season is to just get through it. Sometimes that's what we have to do. We have to kind of face them, pull up our big girl panties, so to speak, and say, okay, I'm going to kind of get through it. Don't feel guilty about doing that. But on the flip side, Accept the fact that you may not be able to do all the things that you normally do because of the grief. So give yourself the grace to step back, accept the loss and the grief for what it is, and then only do what you can during the holiday season. The next one is lower your expectations. You know, movies and songs and the holiday Hallmark themes that are out there, they often, I mean, it's the same story, right? Either big city girl comes and meets the country guy, or it's the prince that comes and gets the the small town girl. It's the same old story all the time. And Hollywood paints these unrealistic pictures of the holidays where everyone's falling in love, right? Well, most people don't actually do that during the holiday season. And most people don't have a Norman a Norman Rockwell 
family Christmas either. Most of us experience the um, the Griswold family Christmas, if we're honest about it. <laughs> Most of us actually experience it that way. So don't set high expectations for yourself when you're grieving. Lower your expectations and recognize that it's okay if you can't be everything to everyone and be everywhere at once. Your fourth one is make sure you socialize. I know that it's easier to hibernate when we are grieving the loss due to betrayal. Our insecure feelings may tempt us to isolate, but that is the enemy. The enemy wants us to isolate, to keep us away from our family and friends. But go be with your family, even if it's only for a short time. Meet a girlfriend for coffee. Maybe attend one or two family gatherings or Christmas parties this year. You can't do it all, but do something. Don't stick yourself in the corner and stay there all holiday season. That will add to your depression. Number five is don't anesthetize. In other words, don't overuse drugs and alcohol during the holiday season. I know that when we are grieving, sometimes it's like if I could just numb out for a little while and not feel anything because the emotional distress is just too much. Well, when we numb that emotional distress with chemicals, well, it often creates more depression and more anxiety. Plus, you may even do some things that you'll regret. And that's one thing you don't want on your plate when you are grieving and mourning the loss of what used to be. Don't add regret to the table. Your next one is um, leave some things behind or leave some things alone. What I mean by that is when you are decorating this year, and by all means, I know that you might not be able to do what you've done in the past and your house look like Hobby Lobby. I get it. But do something for yourself. Don't deny yourself the small things that bring you joy. I know that old ornaments, trimmings, decorations, they can cause some pain. I get that. Just don't use those this year. Put them aside. Don't throw them away yet, but put them aside for another time. Maybe because you get triggered by certain fragrances or songs, maybe certain movies or locations. If it triggers too much emotional distress and sadness, then avoid those things. Take a step back away from those things. Leave them alone. Subtract them from your holiday this year and recognize in order to move through the holidays while you are grieving, these are some of the things that need to be taken away. Your next one on your list is to get up and move. Beautiful, it is important for you to take care of not only your emotional and mental well-being, but to also take care of your physical well-being as well. You know, we have a lot of cakes and goodies and, you know, drinks and all kinds of savory foods during the holidays. Well, make sure you're eating healthy as well. It gives you the strength that you need when you're in the grieving process. Our bodies need to have really good quality proteins and healthy fats 
and it needs good car complex carbohydrates, lots of water for hydration. When we eat the fatty foods and the sugary foods, well, they can leave us sluggish, give us brain fog, upset our gut, which is already disrupted because of the trauma of the betrayal, and it can even worsen your depression that you're dealing with. So take some of those things out and add some of the healthy in. Also, make sure to move, walk, exercise. This produces a natural stress reducer and it helps with the depressive state when we're dealing with grief and loss. Now, if it's too stressful for you to go out and do your Christmas shopping this year, I know that I was a little overwhelmed that year that I was separated, living alone. I did a lot of online shopping. But let me just put a disclaimer here. Be careful because when we are grieving, we can start scrolling and we can overbuy. And then we have the regret of the overspend, right? And and then we have that that negative coping mechanism that can create disastrous results and it leaves us with regret. So, step back have your list, stick to it, and maybe do a hybrid this year. Do some online shopping and then maybe take a family member or take a friend with you and go do a little bit of shopping wherever that is for you. The next one is go outside and get some sunshine. You know, during the winter season, A lot of uh, people get seasonally depressed. And when you're already experiencing grief, well, that can add to it. The winter can take its toll on your emotions due to the loss of sun. So get out during the day and make sure you get some sunshine. Take a walk during lunch if you're working. Make sure you step outside of your home. Don't stay inside all the time. You need natural light. Now, if you work a lot inside, there are things that you can do. You can purchase them on Amazon that are natural. They they kind of um, mimic the sunshine and you can put those in your office to give you some of that light. And another one is you can actually purchase on Amazon And I've got the link below in the show notes where you can actually purchase a device that is like a sunrise and it slowly wakes you up in the morning and it's like the sun is coming through your windows. It's a beautiful way to wake up. It doesn't startle you. Sometimes when we're grieving and that alarm goes off, it adds to the anxiety and stress that we're feeling. And so this is a beautiful way to get some sunshine and to actually wake up less stressed. Find also, here's your next one, find some healthy coping strategies. Have your phone numbers available, like in your favorites list on your phone. Have the one of your coach, your counselor, if they use a certain app to uh, allow messaging, like I use with my clients, I use Voxer. Make sure you have that handy, right? Uh, Make sure you have the phone number of your church, close friend, hotline if you need to. Make sure you have these things because if the negative thoughts come way too fast and become way too intense, that's when you seek out support. That's when you call your trusted, safe family members, friends, your coach, um, support groups, uh, hotlines. They are the ones who can help you 
to move through the grief and the loss when you are suffering from the pain during the holidays. All right, next on the list is set your boundaries, beautiful. And I know I say this a lot, but boundaries are crucial when we are healing. And let's just call it as it is. Boundaries are vital to healthy living. They really, really are. So precisely decide this year that you will explain to your family and friends what you're actually capable of doing this year. The things that you can do, the things you can't do, the things you can tolerate, the things you can't tolerate, and um, let them know what you will talk about and what you won't talk about. Don't let others guilt you into taking on more than you can handle. Don't allow others to push you into conversations that you don't want to have. And don't allow people-pleasing to set itself up in you to where you actually regret the things this holiday season that you are involved in. Set your healthy boundaries now and stick to them. All right, the next one is invite someone of the same sex to maybe go have a cup of coffee, a girlfriend, uh, have a cup of coffee, go see a, a good movie, maybe go to dinner or lunch somewhere, or maybe have them come over to help decorate your house. For me, I continued the tradition of having my grandchildren come over and we decorated the tree, decorated the house together, had our traditional pizza party in the middle of the living room floor, camped out there, watched Christmas movies most of the night, got up the next morning with the cinnamon rolls and more Christmas movies, and just made crafts. And the one thing that we added that year that we still do is we made um, Christmas bags for the homeless. And what we do in those Christmas bags is we put a bottle of water, we put some food in there, we put coffees, instant coffees and creamers, some uh, instant drinks in there, uh, some snacks, washcloth, toothbrush, toothpaste, some soap, the necessities. And then they write out, and so do I, on a Christmas card, that we want them to know that Jesus cares for them, he loves them, and he's there for them. And this is his way of showing them that. And then we put some money inside of that Christmas card, and it goes inside of a gallon baggie. And then I keep those in my car during the holiday season. And when I see the homeless anywhere, I make sure that they are blessed during the holiday season. That's a tradition we started while I moved into that apartment three years ago, and we still do it to this day. And it is a great tradition we have added. The next one is to understand others. You know, people who never ever have suffered betrayal, they've never grieved a betrayal before, they probably don't understand where you are right now, beautiful. They don't understand your sadness and sorrow. They don't understand why can't you just move through it or why can't you just not think about it during the holidays. And in particular, if, you're, if your loss isn't you know, as obvious as the death of a loved one, because it is betrayal, well, you might need to explain why you're struggling so bad. It's like people can understand grief due to death, but 
some struggle with understanding grief when it comes to betrayal. So you might have to sit down and explain your struggle to them and just let them know this is what you're dealing with. But understand that everyone's not going to understand you and where you are during the holiday season. And that's where sometimes we need to step into educating people so they can understand us better. Your last one is this beautiful. Be creative this year. Do something completely different for yourself. If that means you take a trip and you go somewhere else, you you go on a cruise for the holidays, maybe to the mountains, you rent a beach house, maybe you go skiing, go hiking somewhere, whatever it is, do something creative and different for yourself this year. Add a new tradition, whatever it is, do something different. Find someone else who might also be struggling the same way you are and brainstorm together. The list of creativity of what you can do for yourself, add to your holidays to bring some joy to yourself is endless. So think of some things, brainstorm, write them down, and then do it. You have that control. You have the ability to create happiness in your life, even in the midst of sadness. You can have joy. God wants you to this holiday season. He doesn't want you to suffer in the sadness throughout the holidays. He wants you to experience the glimmers of joy that he has awaiting you. So your little bonus is look for the blessings of God this holiday season. Because beautiful, even in the midst of your grief, God is weaving together a beautiful tapestry called your life, your destiny. And you might not see it right now because it might look chaotic and it might look just grievous because of the loss you're in. But there will come a time when you will be able to see it from his viewpoint. And the tapestry of your destiny is absolutely beautiful because there is beauty beyond the trail and it is waiting for you. So look for the blessings that God has for you this holiday season. Embrace them, be grateful for them, and look to be a blessing to others. It changes our grief and it allows us to move through it better. I pray this helped you and I'm praying for you this holiday season. Be blessed. Thanks for stopping by today and spending a little while with me. I hope you enjoyed today's show and found hope, healing, and encouragement. Please remember to subscribe to my podcast and leave a review. You can even screenshot this episode and share it on IG or Facebook stories. This is how we get the message of hope and healing out to all women who are in the midst of betrayal and loss. If you're ready to move out of the devastation of betrayal and take the next step in your healing, make sure to reach out to me and schedule your breakthrough coaching call today. Until next time, love God, live your life passionately, and always choose joy in the midst of any circumstance that you may face. Cheers to you, beautiful.